Yo, I'm going to eat so many potatoes when we go home. It's going to be crazy. You're going to be like, Emily, stop eating so many potatoes. And I'm not going to stop. <laughs> I'm so serious right now. I've never been more serious in my life. Ever? Never. Ooh. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Queer Collective Podcast. My name is Carbon. And I'm Emily, and I'm very excited to be here today. Thank you for being here today. I'm glad I invited you this time only. Thank you so much for having me. It's honestly such an honor to talk to all of you. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. I have no, a lot to say. No, it is. It's, it's, it's an honor for you. Absolutely. And uh, today, we're going to be talking about queer relationships. Specifically, your first one and how that can F you Let's get into it. Not too long ago, I made a post on Instagram because I started realizing this was on Queer Collective, not on my personal Instagram. I started and it was about your first queer relationship and how intense it is and volatile mm-hmm. and good and bad, but up and down. And then just as intense as the romance can be, so is the breakup. The breakup. I would argue that it's more intense. Yeah, but the response on Instagram honestly validated what my theory was. Your queer theory? My queer theory was that everyone has experienced this because amongst my friends, mm-hmm. gays, lesbians, etc., we have all experienced this where your first relationship that you have the breakup is so intense it's like yeah. a shakespeare play it's a shakespeare play like, it's, it's, like i'm going your to life jump a out movie. of a building yes and you you feel like you're in a movie you feel like all eyes on me you're the uh-huh. main character all eyes on me yeah. yeah and you're the main character and everything that's happening is extremely dramatic so dramatic and uh and very movie like mm-hmm. it's like we're in a musical or something yes so I thought a fun way to start this Ooh, would be fun. to share with each other a brief little explanation, you know, just a little taster, a little appetizer of what our first relationships were like. And then we can also kind of go into the breakup, talk about why we think that they were so intense. Okay. And talk about the lessons that we've learned from those ridiculous breakups because, oh boy, (laughs) have I had one. All right, let's get into it. You first. Wow. Purse first. Purse first. Walk into the room, purse first. Walk into the room, lizard, purse first. Purse first. Purse first. No, you first, for real. Okay. As we know, I had a little bit of a vulnerable podcast episode a couple of weeks ago where I talked about how horrible my experiences with men were. And <laughs> that's just tea. So <laughs> going into a queer relationship, obviously it felt much better. I felt safer mm-hmm. and the sex was better. It included orgasms. <laughs> ah, that's the real tea. <laughs> Um, (laughs) shots fired. (laughs) I did like date around a little bit before I landed on my first relationship Mm -hmm. with a woman and it was kind of like mediocre. Obviously some people's personalities don't just blend, but the first person that I clicked with and like the sex was good, everything felt very, very intense and I fell for them very, very deeply, very Mm -hmm. quickly. Mm -hmm. Sounds familiar. 
it felt like I could not live without them, <laughs> even though we were not compatible at all when I look back on it. Again, look back at it. Look back at it. But it sounds very familiar. Yeah, like we would get in fights all the time. Mm-hmm. We had completely different interests mm-hmm. and had almost nothing in common except for our mental health issues, which is a horrible thing to have in common. Mm-hmm. When like Speak to them. <laughs> When the only thing that you have in common with your significant other is the fact that you both have mental health issues, you are most likely going to drag each other down farther in my own experience. But I was absolutely obsessed with this person. I thought we were going to get married. We both thought we were going to get married. We were like, yeah, very rough. So when (laughs) we broke up, I thought I was going to die. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> who can relate <laughs> this it was is horrible. so relatable it was it, seriously very very horrible for me though like i got extremely suicidal i lost about 40 pounds because i stopped geez. eating because i was so depressed 40 pounds yeah which is crazy for me i love to eat that's an insane amount of pounds normally when i'm emotional i eat so it was shocking to me to be so upset that i didn't eat yeah that's another level of upset. For me, especially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I'm going to go home and eat a bunch of potatoes, as I had mentioned earlier. So I think you can assume your girl likes to eat. I think, <laughs> I think we can all assume that you're telling the truth. So I can uh, relate. Hello. Having someone in your life that for the first time you feel like, oh my gosh, like this is it. I'm attracted to women. I get it now. Like this feels so right. And going into it because it feels so right. For yeah. example, like the sex and like the 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 intimacy and the the comfortability and many other different aspects. Um because it feels so right you think to yourself, you must be the one. Yes. And you're just like, yes. there can never be another one. You are the one. I miss you when I blink. Yeah. You're the absolute only one for me. I can't imagine anyone else could be better. Where'd you go? Oh, I, <laughs> never mind. I was just blinking. <laughs> I can 100 thousand percent relate to that feeling a lot of percentages so much it like goes way above and beyond what anybody even asked for um but you're a go-getter thank you (laughs) i like to go above and beyond uh but yeah just like the whole like it's in it's intense Mm. it's so intense i definitely for myself my first like official relationship with a woman Mm. was like that like fall falling in love Mm -hmm. and an in, an intense deep deep love like very intense type of love and very quick like literally yeah. in the span of like a, a week or something mm-hmm. right everything that would in your average heteronormative relationship everything that would take say like a month takes a week five months takes not even five weeks honestly like three mm-hmm. Yeah, like, well, that's where this whole term that many of us have probably heard, quote unquote, U-Haul lesbians, which mm-hmm. U-Hauls we all know is like the rental moving trucks. And that just means that we move very quickly, literally moving in with each other. Yeah, it's like moving in, get a cat, yeah, or settle some, down, settle down, and then break up a month later. Oh, jeez. <laughs> And then either get back together because they were the one 
<laughs> or you you move on to the next person and then again you yeah. move in you get a cat so many cats out there mm. <laughs> mm. you settle down and you just repeat this this cycle and this process now i feel like many of us have felt that but why do you think it is that we do that because it's certainly not sustainable to mm -hmm. be you know having relationships that intense all of the freaking time no. it, and it's in my opinion based on my experience really bad for your mental health and really bad just for like your life like you living as a person like my because my previous and is this has been more than one it's mm -hmm. not just like like the first one yeah it's been multiple that mm -hmm. have been that intense and all that i was focused on at that time was them mm -hmm. it was like this is everything you are my everything yeah. and like ever for my ambitions my goals mm -hmm. like all these different things kind of start to disappear mm -hmm. because i'm so focused on them yeah and 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 the intensity of that relationship but going back to my question which was why do you think that we do that it's a good question and that's what i've been like honestly mulling over and in the comment section of that post that i made a lot of people had a few different i guess theories of why that might be which i found kind of interesting one person had suggested that it's because women hold this shared and collective trauma i guess with Ooh. men and once you are with another woman this obviously is very lesbian specific right. but once you have sex with another woman you feel so safe and so comfortable and you share that experience that you feel bonded and connected on another level mm -hmm. i would be interested in kind of exploring that idea but i don't know if that's necessarily where my brain would go to first mm -hmm. My thought, honestly, from my own experience is just that you haven't, you've been, for those who aren't gold star lesbians or gays, <laughs> you've been in relationships that haven't quite felt right, but it's what the mainstream media tell you a relationship is supposed to look like. So right. you're thinking in your head, this is what love is. This is what love's supposed to feel like. This is what a relationship's supposed to feel like. And it might not necessarily be the whole picture for you for me i was in relationship i am probably a bit bisexual but just like a lot of the trauma i've had with men make me feel so much better with women mm -hmm. to be honest yeah so the relationships that i have had with men i i did love them for sure but i just felt so much stronger with women mm. and i think part of it is because i felt safer i felt more comfortable and it just felt more right to me. But a lot of it is what you were saying earlier. You had a really good point, which is that it's the very first person and you think that that's the one because you can't even imagine that someone could be better or there's that, that there's right. someone else right. out there for you. And I think that's even true, I guess, was heterosexual love as well when i was breaking up with my first boyfriend yeah. i was scared that there wasn't anyone else out there for me but there was a huge difference though between my breakup in that relationship obviously i was sad like i was messed up after it but not to the same degree i was after my first gay relationship yeah it's very interesting and i think to add to that just coming from my own experience mm. i never 
uh, obviously everybody's experiences are very different and yours is very different from mine. Yeah. Like I never um, had necessarily like bad experiences with men. Yeah. Right. But it's the, it was just this like underlying feeling of like, mm. it doesn't feel quite right. Yeah. For example, boyfriends that I had in the past, like I definitely love them mm-hmm. and I felt a huge amount of love for them. Mm. And so it wasn't, a lack of love and i even like if if we're going to talk about sex i Mm -hmm. enjoyed that aspect as well it's not like i had bad experiences Mm -hmm. so for me it wasn't bad experiences necessarily it was more so just this underlying feeling of like it's good like the relationship as Mm -hmm. a whole like everything about it i'm like it's good but there's it just felt like there was something missing Mm. it felt like not quite right for me. Mm-hmm. There was just there was I can't even like describe put this into words necessarily. Like because it's it's truly an instinctual gut feeling. Yeah. Of this isn't quite right. You're longing for something. I else. was long. Yeah, I was longing for for something else, for something different, for mm-hmm. something that I didn't even know existed at the time. Like when I felt this, I had no idea what. Like, I, I knew that, you know, gay relationships existed, of course, and mm. I knew that lesbian relationships existed, but I had no idea that that was me, you know? Mm. I had no clue. I, I, I was just like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's just, like, this guy yeah. in, in particular. <laughs> but it's so true that, like, as, as soon as I started dating women, I was like, oh. That's what was missing. That's what was missing. And it... <laughs> And titties <laughs> that's the only thing no it's it's not that it, it brought this new feeling like this new for example a new level of comfort yeah. a new level of love mm-hmm. and a new level of like i don't know just like understanding of who i am mm-hmm. as well as as a person it's interesting that yours is not entirely based on bad experiences with men of course mm. um be, but because i have had good experiences oh, with men exactly, in my two exactly. relationships that i'm comparing this to were positive relationships exactly yeah. yeah for me um with with that comment that you brought up of um women having shared trauma yeah and connecting on that level like it's interesting I, I, right? it's extremely interesting yeah um and i would even want to know more but mm-hmm. that wasn't the case for me either like it wasn't a matter yeah. of like you're another woman so we have this shared trauma or shared depression or shared experiences that we connect on it wasn't even that for mm-hmm. me either mm-hmm. like none of those things so it, it's interesting to see how how different experiences can lead you towards kind of the same outcome which is realizing that you're attracted to the same sex or the same yeah. um yeah or you know whoever you're attracted to so you explained your relationship but you didn't necessarily explain your breakup how did Ooh. you how did you feel after your first oh like God. big breakup terrible yeah terrible and um you know, in, in, in that scenario, it was my call. Mm. However, it was it was still a very, very, very intense feeling. Mm-hmm. Very, and, and I imagine it is for 
majority of people that experience queer love after they have experienced um, multiple heterosexual loves. Yeah. Which is just everything is heightened. Everything is intense. Everything is just like more extreme and more dramatic. So, yeah, that was also far more dramatic. Like I not necessarily thought I was going to die but I, I definitely had what i thought was regret <laughs> mm. like and you know after something like that it's like oh my god like i don't know did i make the right decision is it the wrong decision all these different things yeah and that starts going through your head i i felt certainly like how am i what do i do now like how am i supposed to like keep living yeah at that point in my life to me that was the truest love i had ever felt yeah. right so after going through this yeah. Do you have any advice? <laughs> Did you learn anything? Yeah. I definitely learned a lot. And like I mentioned, that first breakup wasn't the last breakup. Mm -hmm. um, I had a few more after that. And I would say that they were all extremely intense. Really? Yeah. The first one wasn't even worse? That's a great question. And I have no idea how to compare that because mm. in the moment, mm -hmm. you feel like it's the worst, right? Every single time. In mm -hmm. the moment, you feel like it's the worst. So to compare it to, you know, and, and those feelings are, are valid. Like feeling like that is, is it's what you're feeling, you know? Mm -hmm. You can't help it. So to compare that feeling to other intense feelings, I don't think it's, it, it is, com I don't think it's comparable. Yeah. You know? So I, I would say it was just like different scenarios, but I would say they were all extremely intense. Mm -hmm. I don't, I have no idea which one ranks above another in <laughs> yeah. terms of like feeling, because in the moment you're like, this is the worst, definitely. Yeah in the moment right yeah what i learned from that intensity was what i wanted to have my future relationship look like for example i said to myself after all of those trials and tribulations mm -hmm. i was like i don't want my future relationship like true relationship to be nearly as intense mm -hmm. as any of these um, and the thing was, too, that I was afraid to even say that. I was afraid to admit that to myself because yeah. I was like, well, if it's not that intense, then how can I how could I possibly say that I love them? Yeah. You know, as true to my core. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because like to me at the time, the intensity of the relationship was like, this is true love. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes. and I'm like, if, if something isn't this intense, then it's not love. Mm -hmm. And that's what I thought. Yeah. So it was really hard for me to even kind of learn that mm -hmm. because I had to let go of what I thought was true, great, stable love. <laughs> like I, I, I thought instability was yeah. the greatest love of all. Mm. Um, so that was one. Another one was a lot about myself, actually. It, it was what I wanted to make sure that I behaved like yeah. within my next relationship. And, and I don't, when I say that, I don't mean changing my behavior, like fundamentally, mm -hmm. but rather how I go about my life, how I yeah. approach a relationship, yeah. uh, such as, you know, 
let's let's try to take it slow next time. Let's just feel it out and see how it goes, and not put labels on it, and not you know have to have to rush it or define it as like we're dating right like like how about we just let go of that Mm -hmm. and truly just feel things out instead of rushing it because i truly thought that i needed to rush into my next relationship i truly Mm -hmm. thought that i needed to rush like when i met someone that i liked I thought I needed to rush into a relationship with them because Mm -hmm. that was just what I was used to. And you know where I think that stems from? Because that was actually one of my pieces of advice as well is there being something missing within yourself and not feeling okay on your own. And I think Mm -hmm. the most important thing before you get in a relationship with someone else is being okay with being alone. Absolutely. And I wasn't before I got in my first few relationships. I was not okay with being alone. And I was like intensely swiping on Tinder after a breakup because I couldn't be alone. I was so scared. Because you think like after after a relationship is that intense, you Mm -hmm. think, no one's gonna love me again yeah <laughs> you know yeah so you get to that you know your whatever dating app and you're like gotta find the next one gotta find it otherwise like i'm gonna be all alone forever and it's it's just not the case it's honestly what rupaul always says if you can't love yourself how the hell you go and love somebody else. Can I get an amen up in here? Amen. This is so true. It's honestly facts, though. It's so true. <laughs> uh, and you know what? That line probably slips over the head of so many. And it's actually such an important line. Mm-hmm. It, truly, if you cannot have love for yourself, there's no way that you can truly love somebody else There's, and cultivate a healthy relationship. And cultivate you a healthy relationship. It's yeah. yeah. When you don't fully, truly love yourself, you start depending on the other person for love. Mm-hmm. You start hanging on to that love that they're giving you because mm-hmm. that's the only love that you feel for you. Yeah, you don't even feel your own love for yourself because you're forcing that part it's really unfair to them honestly and it's damaging yeah you're forcing them to do something for you that a partner shouldn't be responsible for doing yeah you you have to be responsible for that you have to love yourself Mm. truly to the fullest before anyone else can truly love you Mm. and before you can truly love someone else yeah because that kind of mentality where you kind of cling on to someone's love mm. absolutely damages and just completely wrecks apart the relationship. In thinking that they owe you that. Yeah. You know, as your partner, they they owe you to fill those holes, you know, and yeah. they have to be there for you for all of these huge mental breakdowns that come along with not being okay with being alone. And then all of that, not to say that, you can't have mental breakdowns or you can't mm. have low days or days where you don't feel mm-hmm. so much love for yourself. Like you're absolutely allowed to to have that. I definitely have that. Because we still have that. We mm-hmm. both still have that to this day. But it's more so about the fundamental love for yourself. You mm-hmm. know, the the kind of love where even on really, really low days, if you were alone, though it might take longer, you could eventually pull yourself out of it. Obviously, we need people in our lives. We need community. Yes. We're nothing without community and we're nothing without 
people around us that love and support us. Well, human beings are fundamentally social. Absolutely. Once you're isolated, that can really take a huge toll on your well-being. But you cannot put your mental Mm well-being on one singular person and the responsibility of lifting you up and pulling you out of that. Yeah. That's not fair. That's too much pressure to be putting onto one human being. That's what I'm saying. That's what I mean, Mm. I suppose, is by fundamental love or maybe another word for it that Mm. might describe it better would be foundational love. Yes. You have to have that foundation Mm. first before you can build on top of that Mm. with a friend's love, a a partner's love, your family's love, all these other things. Like that comes after your love for yourself. Yeah. Right. I think my second biggest lesson is not to lose yourself and to change yourself mm. yeah, in a yeah. relationship. That's so important. Because once you start losing yourself, then after the breakup, you forget who you were and who you are as a single individual person. Yeah. And no matter how much your lives start intermingling, Carbon and I, for example, we want run Queer Collective together, we live together, et cetera, et cetera. But we still are our individual single people. Yeah. You know, and that's how I went into this relationship is I know where I want to go. I see my my future by myself, but I also see you fitting in with that and I want you to be a part of that, mm-hmm. you know, but you need to be okay with being on your own. I think a big piece of that is making your relationships less so of an obsession, yeah. you know, maintaining things that make you, you, and that includes friendships, your own passions and your own goals. Not everything has to be together. And if your partner doesn't really want you to be doing things on your own or things without them, that's not necessarily healthy. And I've seen instances and honestly have experienced instances where I've been with a person and maybe I start dropping friends yeah. because of that person. Not because they told me to necessarily, just but just you because you only want to spend your time with that one person because you're obsessed with them. Because Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So you still have to like make sure that if you were not with that person, who are you, mm-hmm. right? These intense relationships that I have been in, uh, you know, a lot of the times, our values didn't align and our morals didn't align and our our visions for our futures didn't align. And yet you think you're going to marry that person. It's so bizarre to me. Yet you still pursue it. Yeah. And you think that that's the only option, (laughs) that that person is the only person who can love you the most and that's your only option in regards of partners yeah even though there's all these like missing links yes right and and i know that i have definitely felt that i'm mm. like this person is the one for me they're the best uh without them i'm gonna die but then if you were to ask me like practical questions mm. like do your futures align do your morals align do, do your, your values align level of ambitions align do your, does your level of ambition align mm. like i know that you've told me in the past you've been with people again who you thought you were gonna marry and you had certain dreams and goals and ambitions and they didn't have any of that i wouldn't necessarily say any of that it's just and it's okay like i'm the type of person where i'm always working and i'm really excited to work and inspired by the next project and i always want to be doing things but i have dated in the past people who aren't necessarily like that which is totally fine it's not necessarily healthy how much i work (laughs) but 
it made me feel like I wasn't really myself anymore because yeah. I would spend more time in bed. I spend more time just eating and snacking and not being myself. That imbalance naturally is going to lead to issues in a relationship. Disagreements and people trying to change one another. And that's yeah. not right. Yeah, you should never have to like change your fundamental self yeah. for your partner. Yeah. And if you're in a relationship right now <laughs> that maybe sounds familiar to what we've been describing, mm. then I would really encourage you to think about who you want to be, who you are, first of all, mm. who you want to be. Do you love yourself? Like truly down to the core, foundationally, do you love yourself? Do your passions or your futures or your visions or your goals, do those align? Mm. And if all of those are severely misaligned, then maybe it's time to reevaluate. Not mm. just who, like what you want in a partner, but also who you want to be as a partner. Yeah. Because these kinds of issues are not like a let's blame one person no. kind of issues. It takes two to make these kinds of issues because you both are mutually agreeing to be together, right? Mm -hmm. So it's not one person's fault. It actually falls on both sides. With that, maybe really start asking yourself, like, who do I want to be as a partner what do i want to bring to the table how can i make sure that in my next relationship things are more balanced and that really starts with how you behave yeah. because you can't force someone else to behave a certain way no it starts with how you behave and what you hold as valuable and then naturally you will attract that type of person into your life totally totally yeah. So that's and this is something that I really, really want to stress, because mm -hmm. even though, yes, I have been in intense relationships and this isn't that it can be so incredibly easy to be like, yeah, this relationship and this one and this one was messed up. That mm -hmm. person's crazy. This person's this. This person's that. Like I've done it in the past. It's very easy to say that. But truly, if we get down to the, the bottom of it, to the core of it. It was really like a, a joint matter, effort, <laughs> a joint effort and a matter of me mm. not knowing what I want, me yeah. trying to t change myself, me uh, trying to force someone else to be something that they're yeah. not. It, yeah. That that was all me as well. Mm. Like I hold so much responsibility over totally. that because I am certainly in control over who I date. I'm certainly in control over who I am and how you behave. And how I behave, and in turn, that is, I'm indirectly in control of who I attract. Mm -hmm. So you really have to take a look at yourself first. Yeah, yeah. And sort of with all of that being said, I know <laughs> from personal experience that it can be hard to just listen to other people's lessons yeah. that they learned. Yeah, you gotta learn like, your own. No, nah, me and this person are gonna be together forever. You yeah. sometimes need to make your own mistakes. And by yeah. sometimes, I mean often all the time. Most times. <laughs> majority, 99% of the time. Which sucks. But yeah, you have to... But that's how you truly learn. 
Yeah. You know? And that's how you learn how to become a better partner. It's how you learn what you want in your next relationship, what you don't want in your next relationship. And also in order to, like you said, in order to cultivate a healthier relationship, it's how you reflect and realize what you did to make that relationship toxic yeah. and what you're not going to bring into your next relationship to make sure it's a success. Absolutely. So mm-hmm. the point of this podcast is not necessarily to say, hey, this is what we learned. Don't make these mistakes because you probably will. Let's be honest. Yeah. And you're probably... You make- suck. You're going <laughs> to do it for sure. <laughs> I have no faith in you. <laughs> <laughs> well uh no this this is so true man i've i've watched so many different i countless like say like youtube videos podcasts of someone talking about some (laughs) sort of mistake not necessarily even relationship related and i'll be like that sucks for you i'm not gonna do that and then i do that eventually (laughs) and or or i make my own mistakes like my own unique Mm -hmm. mistakes that are not related to anything i've seen yeah um and that's that's how you learn that's how you learn Mm -hmm. so like you're gonna make mistakes of course if you're in a toxic relationship right now you're learning like Mm -hmm. it's 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 a relationship that you can utilize to learn very very important lessons just be open be open to learning you if you make a mistake which you probably will just learn from it yeah learn from your mistakes and Try to reflect on those mistakes. And which, by the way, are not really mistakes. They're more so just lessons. Reflect on yourself and think, how can I make this better for myself? Yeah. Right? And from there, you'll probably do really well. Yeah. And I think really the beauty in this is there's going to be some people who have already made these mistakes who are listening. And what I hope you take from this is just a sense of connection is... You're not alone in those super intense feelings. Definitely not. Yeah. (laughs) But also for those who maybe haven't made those mistakes yet, I hope that you know if you haven't had your first relationship yet or you haven't had that like first super intense one that there are other human beings out there for you. Yes. You know, that's not the only person and you're going to be okay after that breakup. Even if you're in that breakup mode right now, there's other human beings, especially there's yourself. Yeah. <laughs> you there's yourself. You are there to catch yourself and to love yourself and you truly are all you need. But mm-hmm. people around you are there to support you and to love you. Yeah. You got to do it first. And then one last thing. Try okay. not to <laughs> victimize yourself so much when it comes to relationships. Mm. Um, and I say that I'm trying to say that with caution because this does not apply to all relationships, but try to really feel empowered by whatever it is that you learn rather than a victim. Because I certainly after all of my intense relationships, I felt like a victim, a victim to whatever negative emotion that I had towards that person. Yeah. But through self-reflection, I learned that, hello, I had a lot of say in how it went down. It went down. Yeah. I Even if a, you're the one being broken up. With. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you still had a role to play. I had a huge role to play. Yeah. Like I could easily have blamed everybody else. But the matter of fact is, if your relationship is a living hell, then you're probably just in the wrong relationship. <laughs> and you're you're probably giving them hell. 
yeah. as much as they're giving you hell. It's yeah. not. It's usually not a one-way street. No, <laughs> most of the time is a two-way street. Yeah. Well, with all of that being said, make sure to subscribe and like the video because it really helps out with the YouTube algorithm. <laughs> and uh, if you feel like it and you feel connected to the story, leave a little comment down below if you're mm. on our YouTube channel. But with all that being said, you guys, make sure to hit that notification bell and subscribe <laughs> once again. And we will see you in the next pod. Peace. Goodbye. <laughs>